on the Imaginary Finish Baseball Podcast, we talk Season 5. We look at the matchups for the postseason, and we talk about expansion from 2 to 4 teams, from 10 to 14. Hide your prospects. Come in for Coming up next, Imaginary Finish Baseball Podcast. Ussilan heitto kotipesään, ja palo syntyy! Joensuun mailla nappaa kotiedun vimpeliltä tässä väliä tekee samaan kuin Sotkamo eilen Kouvolassa, voittaa supervuoroparin lukemin 0-5. It's the commish. This is the fake Finnish baseball podcast. A slight name change. I've been de-emphasizing the fast sim nature of our league. It's obvious that we are a fast sim league, but I started thinking about this, and it occurred to me that what we're doing here is different than traditional fast sim. And it's funny for me to say the words traditional fast sim with a straight face, given I made the shit up and that nobody knew what the hell it was and thought it was weird when we used to do it back in the day. And now there are people who are purists about fast sim. This amuses me very much. It's like summer camp when you tell kids that we're going to do a thing, and they're like... We're going to change something, and they go, you can't change it. It's tradition, and then you tell the kid, no, it's not tradition. I made this up three years ago. You were eight. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> now that we've established this, uh, but I've been thinking about this and, and, and really the sort of philosophy around this whole thing. People who are new already know this because I posted about it, but for you in the league, I did not post this on our channels. But uh, I've been just thinking about this as, as a league is a good starter league. A league is a starter league, not a fast sim league, right? I think a starter league is a good encapsulation of this. You've got some veterans who've been playing the game a long time, who enjoy you know, iteration and tinkering, and who've put up with me for years and will just let me indulge me in my crazy, quirky ideas that mostly work, I think. Um, and then new people who are sort of like, you know, new to the, they're not new to the game, but they're like new to online leagues. Or they've been in a couple leagues, but, you know, they don't, you don't want to join a league and get sharked. Or join a league that's like all this history and you've got to write fucking articles and, and I gotta stop cursing on this thing. <laughs> you gotta write a bunch of articles. Uh, I don't know if you're listening to this in your car or something and your kids around and you think it's safe space. My apologies. But, um, it, you know, you, like the point is, is I, I want this to be a place that people can kind of learn the game and, and you can play a lot of seasons quickly. And then, you know, I don't think it's meant to be someone's only league, although it could be. And and it gives you the ability to, you know, be in another league if you want or to learn how to play online leagues and decide you want to do a couple or only do this because, you know, you have the bandwidth, you know, only to do something that feels like um, uh, this. And so anyway, that's the philosophy around this. And so I'm going to start using more of the terminology of starter league rather than fast sim because I feel like while we're obviously a fast sim league, it, it really doesn't explain what we do. Now that people have a better definition of what they think fast sim is. Which, again, will never be funny, not be funny to me. Um, I feel like James Naismith inventing basketball and being bad at coaching it, even though he invented the sport <laughs> uh, because the sport left him behind. In any case, now that we've, sta- now that we've stated that, um, I wanted to get into the season. And a season where we, we had, a, I think it was a fun season, of course, but a season where we have three of our playoff teams, our, new, our first-time playoff teams. Uh, this is exciting to me. Um, we heard a little podcast, a little beginning of this. We heard a little noise from um, the Yansu Vimpoli game, um, which is completely, completely a real game that is not in our game, but you know, nonetheless. 
And um, two teams that are both playoff teams this season. Vimpoli has been in the postseason before, but not recently. Uh, Sanioki back in the postseason again. That team has been definitely the very much a always the bridesmaid, not quite the bride kind of club. You know, always very successful, always over 500 except for last season, barely under 500. And um, and but back in the postseason again, always just missed out, missed out on uh, getting get on going over the hump. And so, you know, very dangerous team with a lot of payroll. So there's that. Uh, Havinka, Havinka coming out of nowhere this season. You know, way ahead of probably their own schedule. Although maybe Rams had this planned out. And, you know, and, and being the first ever 100-win team in our league. Yansu um, says they're not getting any respect. Well, you know what? My tip my cap off to you and Ilka Partnin because that team was consistent all season, and, and now you're going to be rewarded with uh, with some flair, but also with a chance at getting some goals. And Kuvala, who, of course, you know, midseason GM change, uh, a team that I think, frankly, and this is not speaking to my own talents, although a little bit, I would say that a team would not have made the postseason had I not tinkered with them, um, you know, at the midseason. It took me 10 minutes. This is not like I spent all hours on this. I spent 10 minutes, mostly autoed everything and made a few minor changes. The biggest change I made is actually a thing I said in the podcast before. So it's how you know that I was paying attention to this shit. I got to stop cursing. Is uh, that um, I told, I said they need to move Jack Van out of the closer spot. Makes no sense that Jack Van was a closer on this team for some reason. Move him to the stupid rotation. I did this, and I and it helped. He went 9-5. and five, He had 3 ERA. Um, I don't think it was a difference maker necessarily, but I just think by balancing that thing out that it helped. Um, also, I, you know, some other things that weren't as helpful. Nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, those are your five playoff teams. Havinka, Yansu, Kuvala, Vimpoli, Sanioki, um, Pori. Our friends in Pori, missing out on the postseason for the first time ever. Missing out on the postseason. Um, obviously, still over 500. Let's not get carried away. It's still Pori. But uh, Pori doing Pori things, and by Pori things, this season means missing the playoffs. But the team is too talented to be down for too long. Sakamo, highest payroll in the league, missed the postseason. Nothing but a disappointing year for that team. Also very talented, but also kind of missing some key spots. But also, also, some guys are just aging. Guys like Tony Egberg, who just did not play well. Uh, I don't know what the team is doing in the outfield. Two of their three outfielders are, are you know, some of them are young. Some young guys they're going to bring up, but the rest of them are guys that are uh, – actually, all of them are apparently young guys. Um, there'll be some some hard questions going on in Sakamo after the season to see what's going to happen and, and how they want to move forward. Helsinki had, I think, a really strong year for being in last place, uh, you know, a really strong season. And I think that um, we'll be able to – you know, it'll be fun to see – uh, what they're able to do. And the team is obviously best farm system in the game. And again, a really strong season. 72 wins out of that team is really saying a lot. And so I think that I would not be shocked given that they had low key. I didn't even realize this until right now that uh, Cheng Yi Wu, uh, they've had him for two years. That guy hit 42 home runs this year somehow. Um, it's only a 3.9 war. He won't be on your MVP ballot, but he should be. Like, you know, it's number nine or ten or something. Like, holy cow. So you've got Oscar Vakulpos, Vakulpos, who is, like, obviously going to be the rookie of the year. I won't allow any other decision. Like, he's obviously the rookie of the year. Uh, and then you've got Sheng Yi Wu as number four. And so there are three, four, five hitters. Uh, Vu Hai Ha is another another Asian player, Vietnamese player. Um, that's just – that's disgusting. So three, four, five, you know, on a team that, again – so I think that they're not far. They're a year out from contending. Um, you know, he's been, he's been amazing at stewarding that cap on that team. 
And, I mean, obviously came in with a really good foundation, but, I mean, just the work you've been able to do to, to make that club good is great. Uh, Tempere obviously had a terrible season, but they're in forward bowling mode and I think is going to be poised to do some things. Lapua, Lapua was a funny team because I think, again, I'm sure Lapua would love to trade some players, um, which leads me to talk about expansion a little bit. So we were actually going to add two teams. Um, our our, our uh, vulture bench is, is expanding because I've actually been out recruiting quite a bit partially based on this whole motion of us being a starter league rather than this fast sim model. And so I've been recruiting actively trying to get people who are maybe not in leagues or if they're in one league or if, you know, maybe that, you know, they like the concept of being able to get through and know your players fast. You know, the idea here is, is like playing a league where it's like you're almost playing solo, except instead of playing the AI and trying to fleece it, you're playing against humans. I think it's the best of both worlds in our league. It's like every, everything you enjoy about playing solo. Some people just hate playing solo, but all of us have done it at some point. It's everything you like about playing solo, but you get to play against other people, and it's managed by somebody else, so you don't have to do any of that work. Um, it's why I enjoy running this league without owning it, managing a team, um, but it's also why I think that people should enjoy playing it. All this to say, we're adding four teams rather than two. Um, I will not allow the expansion draft to take more players from you than you would have lost otherwise. It'll just mean the expansion teams get fewer players than they were going to get otherwise. I think the original plan I had it set up was for them to get like 20 players from the expansion draft total. I think now that number will go down. Um, but that's okay. Um, the, the official rules on the expansion draft, I'll need to amend them slightly to accommodate the four teams rather than the two. Um, this should not be that controversial because what this has the effect of doing also is it actually is the effect of Eventually, it's like, a, it's like a cap increase without increasing the cap. Nobody can say I increased the cap. Obviously, there are people who are gone who complain about this. They're all gone now. But I'm not increasing the cap. The cap is not increasing. But by adding four teams, you're injecting 120 million euros into the, into the economy of our league that was closed. And so now you've got teams that can take on some salary. You've got teams that you can trade players to. Um, everyone's going to have a different strategy about how they want to manage their team. All these guys are different. Um you know, um, Nick, who's taking over, uh, is actually going to take over Kuvala. Um, is not an expansion team, but so be it. Um, is a new GM. You know, we got all these GMs, some GMs who are experienced, who've been around for a while, who are going to come in and haven't run teams for a while, going to have different philosophies on how they want to manage and run things. And so with that, the hope is that, you know, obviously it'll inject some energy and things, which I think we've done a pretty good job with, but it'll also give you more trading partners. You got four more trading partners now. Um, and so my idea was always to get to at least 14. I'd love to go a little higher, but I think that, um, the other thing too is, is you can always offset, like, as you know, obviously you don't want to lead to get too big. And I can't imagine we get bigger than 16 ever. Um, unless there was just a ton of demand. I think we, I think that's the cat for me. We 16 and I don't see us getting there anytime soon. I think 14 is a really good number for a while, but, um, but I think it's in a small league, everything you feel more strongly. So you lose a person and everything feels more, more, more weighted. Or, uh, so I think that 14 is going to be a good number. Like I said, I always wanted to get there. If I had if I'd been doing this from scratch, there are many things I would have done differently. One, I would set the cap higher to start. Um, two, I'd have financials where they are right now to start. Three, I would have set up playoffs the way they are to start. <laughs> Four, I don't know that we would have ever had a Filipino league had I start, started now. So I'm glad we did that. Uh, and lastly, I think I would have done is I would have made sure the league was 12 or 14 teams from the start. I wouldn't have expanded small, but I didn't expect this to work. So I started off small deliberately figuring that if nothing else, me and a few buddies would be able to just plop around with this. So we've already exceeded my expectations. So anything we do after this is really just, I mean, the podcast and, 
every season we sim after the first one or the first two or three was really just a bonus. I did not expect this to last beyond the summer. So there you go. There's all of that. Um, it's a labor of love, and I do enjoy it in a world where we don't have concerts or any of the fun things I normally like to do um, this time You know, in life. Uh, I'm sure if those things were happening, I would not be running this league. And so when, when fun starts to happen again, I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about whether we're still doing this or not. But anyway, let's get into the postseason, huh? This is a thing I've never really done before is looking at series and actually talking through them a little bit. But I'm going to start doing that, provided I remember. Wildcard series, we've got Sanioki versus Kuvala. Uh, Kuvala did win the season series 10 to 8, but that's a push, right? It's, it's a tale of two seasons around here. Um, these teams, I feel like, and I'm looking at them now, so I'll have a better sense, but I was off the top of my head, I'd say they match up pretty well against each other, I would think. They have the same record, two different divisions, same record. Uh, runs scored, uh, you know, uh, 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 Sanioki is eighth in the league, Kuvala was fifth. Um, but Kuvala gives up a ton of runs, and Sanioki does not. And I think that may be the difference maker. <sighs> um, looking at this, I'd say that, you know, this is not the Sanioki of old in terms of pitching, I don't feel like. You know, I think Kuyan had a really strong season, a really solid season. Uh, Corey Vela is, you know, a guy I've been big on for a long time, but his ERA was almost six this season. Um, so I'd have to say, and this is not a bias, I would say that I think Kuvala probably has a slight advantage on pitching in terms of pitching depth. Because looking at that team, even in terms of their bullpen, like they got guys that could start if you wanted them to. They're not gonna, but they could. And so it's a really deep team that I think, say, like, obviously this, Subby did this and it worked, so it's not a thing. But a couple of years ago, you know, was it last year or whatever, Subby's in a postseason, he has like eight pitchers or something like that. And you know, manages to go. You know, manages to still end up winning a winning a play, winning a postseason series championship with like eight pitchers or something like that. But I think that having a team that's deeper will help you better in this league going forward. Obviously, if you have strong arms that can handle it, it's great. But you're not going to be able to do that kind of thing every season. It just won't work. Um, also, that this is the other difference maker that I think is going to be interesting too. So, I mean, objectively, Sanioki's offense is much better. Herman Samuel, the end. You've got Herman Samuel, Thor, and Timo Arjanen. Uh, so you've got guys that basically those guys to get combined are hitting over 400, you know, against Kuvala this season. Um, and so that's going to be a really difficult thing. I will say both teams hit pretty well against each other. I think that Sanioki hit a lot better against Kuvala this season than Kuvala did against Sanioki. Um, I don't even know his home field advantage. I guess Kuvala's home field advantage. Cool, they do. So, um, but that's it's moot in this league, I think. So I'm not sure. It's a push to me. I think it could go either way. Obviously, we'll see kind of game playing that that Sanioki does. I know what Kuvala's going to do. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast. It's already been done. I already I exported immediately after the CS series. I will not touch the touch the roster again. So, no issues there. But um, I'll be intrigued to see what happens. I think it's a push. I will say this. Lapo approved this last year. I think though. The winner of this series could win it all. Like, this is the most open postseason we've ever had. Like, and I say that every year, but I mean that this season. This is the most open postseason we've ever had. We've never had a postseason where we do not know who is going to win it all. First two years was like, Pori's going to win it all. And then, you know, they did. And then Sakamo showed up. And we're like, Pori or Sakamo's going to win it all. And then Sakamo did. You know, last year that, you know, last year that almost went awry, but it ended up not being the case. This year... Any one of these five teams could get hot and win this whole thing. Um, so that first series, I don't know. I think that I, I, I would say that offensive, I mean, my heart would love to. 
let's be real. I don't actually want Kuvala to win a title because because <laughs> it would mean that I, 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 don't, I, want, I don't want that. I don't want that flair. I just wanted a flair. I got a flair. I don't need a championship flair in my own league. That's not what I want. So, you know, for integrity reasons, I would hope Sanoki would beat them. But if not, hey, look, you know what? I did my best. Um, but honestly, I, I also, I just really want to see Cunion get a ring. I think he deserves a ring. Herman Samuel, I'd hate for those guys to, to get old and not win a ring. It's just some of my favorite players in this league are on that team. Clement Robert and, like, uh, you know, uh, Thor and uh, Christy Granis is on that team. Like, I would be bummed as hell if, like, we go through, you know, a bunch of years. Those guys get old. Christian Grant is 30 years old. And those guys don't get a ring. I just, that would really bum me out. So I, I'm, I'm rooting for them to, you know, sort of like as a fan of the game to, to come out and really pull this off. If, if I had to say a team that was like I was rooting for, it'd be them because of the players on that club. They're guys that have been, you know, when you look back on these seasons, those are kind of some of the names I'm going to remember about this league are some of the guys. And they're all on that team. So anyway, that being said, Havinka is scary you got their four hitters two three four five hitters their two hitter has 100 rbi what in the hell so i don't know man like um you know we've already talked about in the past their their pitching staff and how 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 deep it is if anybody has done a great job with we talk a little bit about so obviously the brazilian philippine leagues are going away we've got the dispersal draft happening this season um, and there was some consternation, okay, one person, who was not pleased about, I mean, people were not pleased about that going away. But here's the deal. Those were always meant to be stop gaps. I didn't, and, and, and I think that th- this season is validating for me because three of five teams in the postseason being new proves that parity works, that I had some methods for trying to create that parity. And if I hadn't done that, what you would have seen in this league is, is one team dominating for 10 years. You'd have Pori would have won four titles in a row, probably, just for the nature of it, right? Or it'd be Pori Sakamo for five years, and all of you would have gotten bored with this, and no matter what you did, if I didn't expand the playoffs or do other things. And so I think, obviously, I don't think this is really an issue for anybody, but I want to say the last thing I'll say about this is that, um, not just time I put into this or all that, but just to know that um, anything that I'm doing is aimed at trying to make sure that everybody has a really good experience with this. And when I see things that are unbalanced, I'm trying to find ways to tinker and rapidly fix that when I can. Now, I think I've been pretty chill about making changes relative to my old life. Um, but I-, I want you to understand that anytime I do try to make, make new amendments or I find new things or find something breaks in the game that I don't know how to fix, it's all about me trying to figure out how to make sure that everybody's having a, a, a fun experience that is consistent with, like I said, playing solo but with people. So anyway, going back to going back to Havinka, they're another team that, you know, was able to leverage the different methods we had, using the Filipino draft, signing Brazilians, doing some depth drafting to be able to build a contender over five seasons. So, you know, a team that was the worst team in the league, objectively the worst team in the league for three years. Tempe now is that team. But like, um, the worst team in the league, and now to be able to take to, you know, build that talent and build a team that is really, really scary. Wins 100 games. Um, dominating. You know, um, and we didn't, people didn't account for this. They signed players not accounting for the fact this was going to happen. Um, and a lot of this, again, was built from in within. Um, the, but the truly the best offensive team in the league. Maybe the best offensive team we've ever seen, I think, honestly. Like, this team would compete with those early Pori teams that were just beating up on the league. Because these guys are younger. Um, 
and they play positions that are hard to fill, like the catcher has 100 RBI. What in the hell? 353. So I don't know who's going to beat this team. I will say they give up a, they give up a ton of runs. Um, like all their pitchers are over like 40 ERA in terms of the starters. But they're guys that are proven. Max Lissian. Uh Wen Chu Chu has proven he can pitch in this league. Uh, Cristiano Martial came from Brazil and be able to pitch in this league. And so it's going to be a tale of two cities to see whether or not they can be like the 93 Blue Jays where they're just going to they're gonna pummel you at the plate so it doesn't matter that they won, they gave up, they gave up eight runs because they scored 12. They're going to need to do that to win it all. So whoever comes out of this Sinaoki Kuvala series is basically, I think the reason they match up well against the Savinka team is because they all have pitchers that can hang with whatever they're bringing. And so, and they're more experienced, I think. Not that I think that matters in this game, but I think if you were talking about it from a pure baseball perspective, I think you'd say that the experience of a Kunin and against some of those batters is going to be a thing that I think matters. And I would hope it would matter, even though I don't know what's going on in the AI, right? Um, so anyway, I don't know. I, I like I like the chances of one of those wild card teams to pull an upset off, but that Havika team is scary. So I'm not going to bet against them. I think Havika, I'd put them in the final for sure. In the other semifinal, you've got Yansu and Vimpoli. Another one of those pick-ems. Um, two teams that were very, very close together. Um, obviously, I can't look at the uh, matchup yet, but I can see it myself. Um, Yansu, a team that's been consistent for a while and been close to this point. Um, Pitching-wise, a team that I think has a lot of weapons they can throw at you. Um, and more importantly, that bullpen is lights out. And so if it comes down to close games, they're going to beat you with Jermo, you know, uh, Sergey, um, Sidney Carlos, uh, Yusuf Palamaki. Um, you know, Jackson Nguyen, I forgot about him. Holy cow. That team is really good. So uh, I would be very, very afraid, you know, um, of that bullpen. And offensively, they can do some work. And so, you know, one probably a middle-of-the-road uh, hitting team in the league. But, you know, still. Vimpoli is funny because Vimpoli is a team that still has some of the pieces of old Vimpoli. You know, Miko Asalo. And then they went out and made some really deft signings in the offseason. I was really big high on their signings this offseason. Uh, Mixu Peterson, one of my favorite players in the league. Gregor Hastenen, who one of my definitely one of my all-time favorites in this league. Um, and they've got him in the bullpen. And so this is a veteran team. This is a do not be deceived by the, by sort of their sort of Johnny come lateliness of, you know, this season. This is a veteran team off uh, pitching wise. And so I I think again this is another one of those pick 'em type series, but I would if I had to pick right now I would say that um, if Vimpoli pitches like I think they're going to, they're going to be very difficult for Yansu to get past because I'm not sure that Yansu's bats outside of Ilka Partinen are really going to be able to hang. That's my thought, but. If somebody sh- shows up in that you know lineup, it's a different story. But for pitching versus pitching, I say I take Vimpoli every day. It's just there are just so many guys in that team that I like. I said I respect the Teddy O, uh, Mixu Peterson, Miko Asalo, and then of course Navio is the ace, and I'm not even talking about him. And in fact, this one of those guys obviously is not going to be in the rotation. So you're talking about like a three, if he goes with a four man or whatever, who knows? But like that's how deep that team is. It's gross how good that team is. So, I, I pitching wise, and so I mean, Tony Carbone could start for most teams in this league. Tony Carbone, their setup man, he could start from he could start for half the teams in this league. 
and he's in a, he's a closer right now. One of the beauty of things that one of the good things about the expansion draft is going to be is some of these guys that are buried in the sort of the um, the bullpen. Some of these teams are going to end up being restarters again, and I'm happy to see that because I want some of these guys to be able to shine and get their reps. Um, so anyway, by picking a battle there, I say for I say Vimpoli. I say to me, it's going to be Havinka Vimpoli in the final, and in that final, it's going to come down to Havinka's bats versus Vimpoli's pitching. If Vimpoli's pitchers do what Vimpoli's pitchers are supposed to do, that's their series. If Havinka's bats have do what they've done all season, which is just pummel people into the ground, Havinka's going to take the best season in league history and go ahead and take that title. And you know, Rams is going to be go from go from being one of the worst teams in the league to year five wearing gold. That's my prediction. I will say this: if Sinayoki gets, I don't think Kuvala can do this, but I, if Sinayoki can get. Just because I don't, Kuvala's doesn't, Kuvala, I'm surprised he made the postseason. Like, I, I, I was very, very shocked. I put it in the channel. I wasn't being glib. I did not believe that team had the sea legs to get all the way, to get here. Getting here is an accomplishment for that team. They're flawed. Um, it wasn't able to make any moves. It's, it's a flawed team. I'll, I'll be excited to see what he does with it in the next season. But anyway, if Sanyoki can beat Havinka in the division series, as I anticipate that they have a possibility of being able to do, Sanyoki Vimpoli is a very different series to me. And just because again, it's it's a, to me it's like an old it's an old a really a five year old league, but it's like an old series for us. It's like taking some of the old names of this league, some of the historical players of this league, and battling against they basically just fought, form two all. It's like an all star game almost to me. And in that series, I take Sinayoki actually. I would say even though I know Vimpoli won the division, I take Sinayoki over Vimpoli if if they can get past Avinka, um, for a title. I just think this is Sinayoki's year. That team is so many veterans. They just needed to get here. All they had to do was get here, and I think Herman Samuel and those guys are gonna they're gonna turn it on, and it's gonna be their year. So that's my prediction. Um, if Havinka if Havinka doesn't pull it off, it's gonna be Sanayoki. That's my that's my prediction. So anyway, who knows? I'm the commissioner. I could be wrong. So there you go. That's the show. Uh, looking forward to the postseason, of course, and also our crazy week of drafts next week. Stay tuned for more details on the expansion draft on Tuesday. In terms of getting lists to me and all that, be patient with me in terms of being able to get this set up, you know, deftly. Three drafts in one week using Stats Lab. I think we're using Stats Lab. I'm just doing this manually, but it's still going to be a, a, bit of a, a bit of a ballet dance. So just, you know, don't be too cranky. Until next time, it's Kanish signing off. <laughs>